Previously on the Damage Guild podcast. We have paid you for research. He thumbs through his papers. Come on, thumb a little faster there, Artie. Yes, I remember now. (laughs) This particular sample has been enchanted to drain the life energy from its surroundings. It does sound like the cult. It wasn't to make people into zombies. It was to suck all their life energy so that they could get that huge amount of arcane power. So you think they've already gone back and collected the crystals? They're probably about to do some huge... Huge ritual to destroy everything. We head off to the library. Those numbers are troop counts. We just stumbled upon some major war secrets. Bornald <laughs> is using the Sequagin to cut off Eminald's supply lines by sea. We're not doing what your friend asked us to do. You're absolutely right, Tokus. I grab the book out of Conan's hands. I'm checking this out. Do you have a library card? Yes, I'm <laughs> signing up for it tomorrow. That's not how that works. What book are you taking? Uh, the big, the huge, fat history book that he was just reading out of to us. Okay. So as you go, like, striding across the library, I'm, like, running behind <laughs> at your heels. I'm like, Shaba, let's talk about this. Come on, guys. We'll, we'll, t- we'll talk about it on the way. All right. We need to get over to Almar's and tell him what's going on. Here's what Almar wanted, ultimately, as Tokus has so eloquently pointed out. He wants to know how he can stop his ships from getting attacked. The way to do that is to stop sending ships to Eminald. True. Yes. I I think you're right. Until the war dies down, basically? Yeah. Yeah. Until it is safer to travel. So we need to tell him that because he said yeah, but he he's has, a merchant. He's not going to he can't just I mean, like his livelihood. He has a family, Shaba. He can't just stop trade. Sure. But that information alone will help him out immensely. He said he has another ship going out, not on that same route, but he has another ship going out soon. So yeah. if we can get that information to him, that's what he needs. Yeah. I mean, case in point, he's your friend. Mm-hmm. So maybe it's possible we don't do this deal on our own. I mean, isn't he a little bit entitled to a cut of this, perhaps? Sure. He's the reason we found this information. And maybe there's a land-based trade route that he can use instead. I don't, we won't know until we talk to him. Yeah, I'm just saying, are, is it safe to disclose with him that we have something that's technically worth tons of money? Yeah. You think it'd be safe? You trust him, Chapa. I trust him. I trust him implicitly. Okay, because we might lose the opportunity to blackmail or help one of these two kingdoms. Mm-hmm. Yeah, as for his business, he can find other trade routes, he can go across land, he can find other people to, you know, trade with, all these kinds of things. I think it's definitely better to tell him than not to tell him. My thing is, I think we can still do both. I think we can tell Almar, uh, help his business, keep his people and his goods from being attacked and stolen, but also still give this information to Voronold. Yeah. Why not do both? I think so, too. I don't know that Almar is necessarily going to want to keep the papers, because it doesn't really concern Ormog as much as it does Eminald. It's really Eminald that they're trying to cut off at the knees, not Ormog. Right. This is a really weird conflict. I'm, like, trying to map it out of my head. It's, it's like... a hard situation to be in. Yeah, I mean, like, so so are Eminald really the bad guys here? Because Vornold's the one you're supposing is orchestrating cutting off the supply line. As a true neutral character, I don't see this as good versus evil. I think it's just two different countries at war. I don't think there is a bad guy, really. Mm-hmm. 
Mm. Except for the fact that Eminol's kind of being a bully and a jerk. Yeah, but Vornold sunk some ships with this tactic. I mean, again, that's war. Like, if Eminol's pushing on your borders, taking over your towns, and... I mean, innocent, neutral ships, sailors are dead now. That's true. It is. They are ships from a different country. Mm. So, I, I think they're, neither of them really seem like good guys to me. Maybe we should just get our money and get out. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, I think we owe it to Alamar to at least uh, tell him what we found. And maybe he won't need to keep the papers and we can still use them. Okay. Sounds good. I mean... So what time does the Library of Nanept close? Wait, weren't we supposed to catch a beer with uh, our dwarven friend? Yeah, we'll see if we can work that in tonight, too. This won't t- shouldn't take long. Okay, so uh, the library is closed around 8 o'clock. So you've been there for four or five hours. It's probably already closed officially, but you were staying there with the workers there, so... Okay. So it's like 8.30 then? 9-ish? Yeah. Okay. All right, so we make a beeline for Almar's house, knock on the door, because he's probably home but not asleep yet. He opens the door a minute later and says, Oh, welcome. What brings you this late? Almar, thank goodness you're home. I hope you don't have any ships going out, uh, like tonight. We have urgent news. We've discovered what we believe to be going on. Oh, well, come inside. Okay, we, we go. We go inside. He ushers you inside and welcomes you to his nice, fancy, well-appointed home. Uh, you can hear a couple of children shouting in the background off in some other room. He calls over his maid, Vivia Elwood. Vivia. Who comes and supplies you with nice, refreshing drinks, tea of some sort. I'd knock one out of her hands. There's no time for that. (laughs) No, just kidding. I take it daintily. Sit in my parlor and we'll discuss this. All right. I chug the whole drink and slam it down (laughs) on the table. Slam it down, cracking the mug. You listen to me, Almar. We believe strongly that your ship's are being attacked because they are supplying Eminald with goods. We believe that this is a deliberate tactic of Vorinald, who is allied with these Sahuagin, to attack any ships that are approaching Eminald's coast. That sounds plausible. Um, But you did say earlier that you were attacked on the way back, right? Yes, we were. So how does that fit in? Uh, we were attacked laden with goods from Eminald, which would not have reached Ormog if the Suhagen had sunk the ship. Hmm. So, you're saying that it's more likely that they're trying to drive trade away from Eminald altogether, as opposed to just stopping individual ships? Yes, I believe they're trying to disrupt Eminald's trade routes however they can, to hurt their economy and therefore diminish their war effort. Well, this is indeed problematic. After all, Ormog has peace treaties with all of the nations round about. That's how we've maintained our trade routes for so long. No one is supposed to attack any of our trade ships. Maybe this is Vornald's way of getting around that. Instead of their troops attacking your ships, they got some th- neutral third parties who don't subscribe to the laws of men and elves. And dwarves. <laughs> and gnomes. And gnomes. Goliaths. <laughs> <laughs> That would make sense. The Sahuagin have been known to attack anyone for any reason, so if they could somehow have convinced them to work alongside Vornold's men. Your theory shows promise, so you are suggesting that I simply no longer trade at all with Eminald? 
I'm suggesting that you make whatever accommodations you have to to keep your ships and their crew and cargo safe. If that means that maybe you have to stop trading for a little while or use an alternate trade route, then maybe that's what needs to be done. I just realized if Voronold's deal with the Sahuagin is that the Sahuagin get to keep any treasure that they plunder from these ships, Voronold isn't technically paying them anything, which might, depending on the wording of that agreement, might mean that they're not actually breaking it. They're circumventing... It's a loophole. ...the peace treaties, yes. And then it's even harder to find proof. Right. The only way to actually prove this theory would be to start a new trade route. Actually, that makes a lot of sense. Listen here, Almar. Do you slam your mug on the table as well? (laughs) Your teacup? (laughs) It's not necessarily easy to tell a ship's route before they get to their destination. So the Safagan might have been watching all of the different ships in that particular part of the sea. And then whichever ships make contact with Eminald, then they're like, oh, we can target this one. So that actually might explain why we were attacked after distributing the goods, because now we're targeted. Because the deal with the Swagen, if there was a deal made, it wouldn't be, oh, just target any ships you want. It's only target ships that traded with Eminold. Mm-hmm. So that would actually totally make sense. I mean, like, logically, it's making sense to me, you know, Tokus, but I'm trying to explain it to everybody else at the table. So, guys, does that make sense? Like, they're not targeting random ships. It makes total yeah. sense. Again, that seems plausible. This seems like something that we should bring up with the king and see what he says about our treaties and what he might be able to do. Which king? The king of Ormog. You know the king? I don't know him personally. I have connections to him through my associations with the Merchants Guild. I love that guy. There's a king? (laughs) (laughs) Most kingdoms have one. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's how that works. He lives in the castle just kind of... Down the street from you? You know, the castle, which in the certain parts of the afternoon overshadows your meager dwelling? That one? <laughs> that, that king? Yeah, they pretty much just constantly, it, it constantly overshadows the dwelling. Uh, I think Aslo is, is seeing dollar signs, like, floating in the air everywhere at this point. <laughs> between, like, making, becoming a mercenary of sorts for the king and, like, doing business with his other countries. Like, guys, we've got to get moving on this. We've got to start writing up some contracts. We've got people to talk to, places to go. Maybe we don't even have to go all the way to one of those other kingdoms. Maybe we just... Let the king of Ormog know, and he gives us some work. Right, we sell him this war information, and then he can make the money off of it. And he decides Mm. what to do with it, because he's more well-equipped than we are. Mm -hmm. Politics. And then, we're not necessarily wanted men. We're just anonymous citizens (laughs) doing the right thing, giving the information to the authorities. And we thought we didn't want to do that, but if we could make money doing it... And then get in with the big guy. Patriotism. (laughs) Patriotism and cutting down on travel expenses. (laughs) Who's with me? (laughs) (laughs) All right, let's go to the castle. Come on. In the middle of the night? It's a bit late for that. (laughs) It's it's probably like 10 10 o'clock now. Oh, yeah. He's probably asleep. Yeah. We need to make sure we do this right. Uh, So, Almar, you working tomorrow or you want to have a huge sleepover to celebrate? Um... I... Both? Even better! <laughs> Sleepover it is. We're coming in. <laughs> My house isn't really equipped to handle guests at the moment. Shaba, I keep thinking we've forgotten something that we were supposed to do today. Uh, oh yeah, never mind. We can't. We have a prior engagement. I'm so sorry. It would have been awesome, though. Thanks for the invite. 
I'll see you soon, Almar. You're a great friend, Almar. Peace. Um, wait. So, what are you doing with the box and the papers and everything? We'll take them directly to the king first thing in the afternoon tomorrow. Yeah. Don't you worry about a thing. This is going to go off without a hitch. Yep. Um, you don't have a connection to the king. Oh yeah, that's right. Uh, no, actually, yeah. no, that guy. Uh, uh, I don't have a direct connection to him either. I would have to take it to my guilds, who would then bring it to the proper nobles, who would then bring it up to the king. Okay. Mm. Well, we can be there for all of that. We're not busy, except for tonight. Right. I mean, we're friends and all, but how does that trickle into the funds for uh, you know our company that we're part of, Aslo's <laughs> company? Like, are they going to know it's us? Are we dropping a business card in the king's lap? What's the dealio? I think wherever the papers go, we go. It's as simple as that. I agree. Until they get to the king. This is an asset. This is a company asset that we need to treat appropriately. This should basically be handcuffed to Shaba at all times. <laughs> right. Until we meet the king. We get a locksmith to make a new key for the box. Then one of us, whoever has the slowest metabolism, down the hatch. It's the other one. And then we handcuff the box to me because I'm the biggest and the hardest to drag around if I die. That's true. Perfect plan. Also the hardest to have your arms cut off because they're <laughs> yes, thicker. because they're thicker. All right. I'm liking where we're going with this. It seems like not only is our friend here going to want to cut, but so does your guild probably. Yeah, but think of it as an investment in the future of the company, right? So... We're not looking for a lump sum payment so much as we are looking for the king's trust. Exactly. And the king's trust will pay dividends. We're looking to form a lifetime relationship here. Right. That's how great business work is done. And I'm really surprised that you know that, Shaba, but I'm, <laughs> I'm impressed. Um, yeah, you don't, you don't charge someone to have a consultation with them. You know what I mean? Right. You have the consultation. You get to know them. Form a relationship. Crack a few jokes. Kiss a few babies. And then uh, you leave. The business starts from there. And yeah, you just walk away. No, you start the business. You, uh, you work with that person. You form a relationship. That's what business is all about. Relationships, Tokus. It's about knowing the right people, being in the right place at the right time. And kissing the right babies. And the king in his castle and the babies that are there. Those are the, th the right ones. <laughs> okay. All right. Yep. So we have a date. We'll catch up with you. When's good for you? When works for you, Almar? Yes, if you could meet me in the morning before I open shop, that should work. All right, we will. We, we will not get super drunk tonight. Notice I say super. <laughs> Shaba will not get super drunk tonight. <laughs> yes. Specifically <All> right. Shaba. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> right. Okay, see you in the morning, Almar. And I give him a salute, and so does Stripey. And we go to the briny devil. <laughs> Good night. All right, on our way there, I'm like, wait, what is? What are we doing again? Uh, we're meeting Greth to see if he's gotten any, uh, you know, any heard any rumors, gotten the skinny mm. on any other events that may have been happening similar to ours. Yeah, I forgot to check our quest log. I'll, we'll uh, <laughs> we'll check that one off the list when we've done it. Hit push the pause button. Do 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 do. Yep. Dude, it's so <laughs> annoying. I've been playing through Neverwinter Nights too, and there will be like quest threads that like you do something weird that you're not supposed to, and then the quest just like sits there uncompleted. Oh, I hate that for like ever. Oh, it's annoying. Yeah, it's just it's just a terrible <laughs> feeling to know that there's this quest that you can never complete. Right. Like, an orc hires you to kill an ogre who then, when you talk to the ogre, he's like, I want you to kill the orc. And you're like, okay. And then you just kill them both, and then both of those quests 
stay in your thing for some reason. <laughs> I mean, that's what I did. I don't know what you guys did when you got to that part of the game. <laughs> I don't know if you're playing this game the right way, Jay. Let's be honest. <laughs> oh, okay. If you want to get paid, you got to keep Please. someone alive. <laughs> I've just been playing Skyrim for the first time. Oh, really? Oh, nice. Recently. What do you think of and it? And I did that with the quest where you have to like free someone from prison and pick sides. I freed him from prison but stabbed him in the back before he got outside and then I killed the leader when I got outside because I didn't like either of them. Oh yeah, see it's the best because then you just loot them for all their items. Exactly. And you get the XP. Sometimes the best solution is just killing everyone. (laughs) Right. Uh. You're probably going to end up joining the Brotherhood if you keep killing people. (laughs) Yeah. They're at least going to contact you. They definitely have the best uh, quests, too. They're super cool. Right now I'm a werewolf. So. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So you're heading over to the Briny Devil. Yeah. So this is a rather high-class establishment, at least compared to the last few taverns you've been to. We've been here before, haven't we? Or was that just Aslo and Tokus? I th- yeah, I think just the two of them went here. Oh, yeah, that was it. This was the tavern where you did re- where you spied on people in your costumes. You said there were a lot of sailors there. It's where the sailors hang out. Yes, it's full of sailors. And as usual, you see Greth sitting at the bar with a big mug full of his usual drinks. Is he with, uh, what's-his-face, Anton? Um, no, it looks like he's drinking with uh, someone else who you don't know right now. Oh. I go up and put an arm around him. I'm like, hey, Greth, ready for another drink, my friend? Ah, Shavo, welcome. Glad to see you could join us. <laughs> yes, me too. I almost couldn't, but it worked out so that we were able to make it here. Who's, uh, who's your friend here? This is my friend, Lorir. Is he of the dwarvish persuasion? He's not a dwarf. He is a short, stocky human. So a dwarf-like mm. human. <laughs> uh complete with beard. How are we able to tell? Do you, like, pick them up and look at the underside? Uh, He doesn't quite look like a full dwarf. It's a half-dwarf, perhaps? He doesn't have the nose and the the shoulders for it. Okay. Well, Lorir, nice to meet your acquaintance. I'm Shaba, born of Crag and Thunder. May the Ramlord be ever at your back, and these are my friends. Aslo Tendertoe, at your service. Tokus Alton. It's a pleasure to meet you all. How do you two know each other? Greth and I go way back as drinking buddies. At least, way back for me, maybe not so far back for him. (laughs) (laughs) We drink together most times when he stops in port. So you're not a sailor? No, I used to be. I retired a while back. At least I retired from sailing. Now I'm more settled. Mm. Has Greth told you about our recent foray? Oh yes, I've heard. Pretty exciting stuff, huh? Indeed. I hear you fought back over a dozen sea devils. It was like 50 or 100 or so, something like that. Yeah, I kind of missed that epic battle. (laughs) I fought two, but the two that you fought, you made them count. Glad that you all returned safely. Yeah, what's the the skinny on that, by the way? Is this the first you've heard of that? And you, Greth, heard of any other similar incidents happening lately? I've been looking into it a bit more since I got back. And I seems to have heard of a few other similar incidents of attacks on ships. Seems that there are some more details now, and more publicly known than there were when we left. I like details. The Sea Devils have been attacking ships, and it seems that they've been spotted at least twice. Ourselves, plus one other one. There were, it was clearly them. 
and it is likely, given their methods of attack, that they were, have been linked to several other uh, missing cargo incidents. Do we have uh, names and routes of these ships that were attacked? Were they similar to ours? For the most part, they were all fairly similar to our route. Most were attacked on their returns from the north in one way or another. Mm. Are there many ports along the northern coast? At least one in every country, I would wager. But as far as Eminald is concerned, Lavenport is like the major one? That is the largest one. They have a northern port as well, but it doesn't see as much shipments. Well, it would seem that we are being penalized for someone else's fight. Oh, and why do you say that? Well, we won't uh, we won't bore you with the details, but uh, how's the, how's the drinking coming? <laughs> yeah, uh, it's just that you know the Sahuagin are obviously attacking the wrong ships. They thinking that they're someone else that they're not or something. I don't know. Yeah, and then I I give Aslo like when Greth is not looking, I make the little <laughs> motion across my forehead, and I make a motion like I'm about to slap him. <laughs> you like ring the ringing neck motion. Yeah, good good catch there. I almost said too much. I mean, the only reason I'm not the big mouth here is because I'm like like I have my head inside the mug. We order drinks, right? Yeah. Like my whole head is inside this mug. Well, that's how you have to drink when when you're as small as I am. <laughs> right. You can get a smaller size here. Oh, really? Okay. Well, yeah, they're upscale enough to have multiple different sizes. All right. Well, thanks for the. Uh, Thanks for the info, Greth. That's very helpful. Why don't uh, Why don't we? The next round's on us. And I nudge Aslo. Didn't you say that last time? Yes. So that means two rounds are on us. Yeah, we're about <laughs> to come into a nice uh, bonus <laughs> if you catch my drift. Yeah. So the two rounds are on us, and I say Aslo. <laughs> oh. Uh, oh yes. Wait, they are. Yes. Because remember, we told Greth because Greth got our last round when we were uh, in Triviset. And we told him that when we got back, the next round would be on us. So we're doing him that round, plus we're doing tonight's round for helping us out with finding the information. Ooh, does, uh, does Stripey have any extra cash on him, <laughs> by any chance? Not on him, because you haven't paid out from our last income. Well, we've been busy. Hang on, Shabbat, let me smooth this over. Aslo, don't worry. We're about to make a whole lot of money. Go ahead and just... <laughs> You know, be the kind business owner that we all know you to be. You don't have to pinch your pennies so much anymore, Aslo. You don't be a Scrooge. <laughs> Who said anything about being a Scrooge? I don't really know what that means. We're about to be filthy rich. What fun is all this money if we don't spend it every once in a while? I mean, getting more business? Well, we're not just spending it on ourselves. <laughs> we're spending it on friends. Aslo, you need, you need, seriously, you need some friends. Like, we should do this. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> I guess you're right. Sometimes you do have to pay money to have friends. Friends are the best kind of business, remember? Money buys friends. Friends buy happiness. So there you go. Money does buy happiness. And friends are the best kind of currency. Wait. Uh, all right. Uh, a copper for everyone. Yay! Seriously? Yeah, I've already ordered more <laughs> than a copper's worth. Really, Aslo? That's how you're going to do this? <laughs> all right. All right. Fine, here's a silver, but that's coming out of party gold. <laughs> sure, that's fine. We owe Griff a lot. All right, so that'll be five silver to get the three of you plus two for him. Okay. Whoa, 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 I didn't say a silver for everyone. I said a silver. What? <laughs> we owe Griff two rounds, Aslo, of the good stuff, not the grog. Uh, 
All right, two silvers? The, like, high-quality, like, honey mead. All right, fine. Three silvers, but that's as high as I'm going to go. <laughs> now, where's my pencil so I can mark that on my character sheet? <laughs> I will abstain because I need to be able to walk tomorrow so I can carry you guys to Almar's house. Okay, so then it's only four silver pieces? Only five silver pieces? <laughs> well, I was going to say four if Shaba's not going to drink. So that means you're buying your own tokens? I'm not paying for my own, not tonight. But we don't have money because Aslo still has all the money. <laughs> oh, yeah. We got to divvy that out, don't we? Yeah, he hasn't dispersed it out yet. All right. Three silver from Party Gold. And uh, let's let's make sure to divvy up those funds when we get back home tonight. All right. So you spend an enjoyable hour or so with Gref and his friend uh, Lorir. You all drink except for Shaba, but you don't have enough there to really get drunk or anything. Yeah, because, you know, someone's a cheapskate. <clears throat> hey, I'm trying to help you keep to your word that you weren't going to get smashed tonight, Shaba. Okay, all right. I, I appreciate it. It was all a good intention. I'm the DW, designated walker. <laughs> That's right. If Gref has given us all the information he's found, then uh, we'll just make small talk and have a good time. Okay. I mean, he's only been back in town for a day, and he hasn't had much free time in that span, so... He doesn't hasn't learned a whole lot. All right. Just out of curiosity, Shaba, do you want to try to get a, a little bit of a better read on this Laurier guy? Sure, I'll I'll make a insight check. That's a twenty-two. <laughs> you read his mind. Yeah. <laughs> he seems like a genuine longtime friend. He acts friendly to you as well, because he assumes that any friend of Gress is a friend of his. Same. But it doesn't seem like there's anything funny going on there. He's just Enjoying time drinking with his friend. Okay. Cool. Just curious. You want to see something funny, you should watch Aslo play the bagpipes. It's a riot. No, no, that's all right. <laughs> it's, uh, it's really not that entertaining. I'm, I'm not that good. <laughs> that's I... why it's funny. <laughs> <laughs> I even had a hard time saying that I wasn't good. Um, no, there's there's much of anything. Have you seen uh, Shaba try to do cartwheels? <laughs> okay, all right. I get up and make an acrobatics check, and I'm the one who's not drunk, so this is going to go perfectly. <laughs> That's a 20. It's a 17 plus 3. <laughs> I do a cartwheel, and it's not bad. <laughs> All right, you do a perfect cartwheel. Your toes brush the ceiling as you roll over. <laughs> <laughs> I just, like, knock down a chandelier. Oh, crap. <laughs> Yeah. You crush three patrons in the process. <laughs> that just <laughs> happened. <laughs> Boom, yeah. cartwheel. The bartender looks over and says, Excuse me, what are you doing? Having fun. What are you doing? I'm trying to keep my bar in order. All right. So please well. have a seat. <laughs> <laughs> I nudge the other guys and I'm like, See, isn't that entertaining? <laughs> <laughs> I hang my head and go sit down. Greth reaches his arm up and pats you on the back says, there, there. We can't control our size. We're, we're learning a lot about you, Shaba. You're quite the free spirit. Well, that's what happens when you're born in the wilderness. Born to be wild, as they say. <laughs> well, guys, it's been great, but we have a big day tomorrow. So thanks, Greth. Thanks, Laurier. I give him another handshake. Say may the shoulder of the Ramlord be always at your back. And same goes for you, Greth. Thank you. I still don't know who that is, but I appreciate the sentiment. He's a cool guy. You should check him out sometime. Catch you on the flip. Yeah, see you, Griff. Good night. 
the Damage Guild podcast. Only you can prevent fairy fire. Hello there, my name is Jay Stout, and welcome back to the Damage Guild podcast. I hope I'm welcoming you back and not just welcoming you, because this is episode 20. You should probably head back to episode 1 and start there. Anyway, it's special announcement time. That's right. We're making a special announcement because this coming Friday at approximately 7.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, we will be live streaming our other campaign. If you will recall, we tried to do that about a month ago, and due to some technical difficulties, we were unable. This Friday, we will rise, Phoenix-like, from the ashes, and totally redeem ourselves, if everything goes according to plan. We hope you'll be there. We're going to plaster our faces all over your computer screen. I can't wait. I know I will enjoy it. I hope you do too. I hope you can join us. If not, we're going to be posting the video to YouTube afterwards. So check our YouTube channel. The link to both that and our Twitch channel can be found uh, at the top of our website. It's twitch.tv slash damage guild and youtube.com slash some really long series of alphanumeric characters because you have to have like 10,000 views on your YouTube channel before you can get your own URL. So that's all I have for you this week. I hope you're having a wonderful time in your life doing whatever you like to do or have to do. Sometimes having to do things can be fun. For example, my new job, which I'm really, really enjoying, even though it's keeping me super busy. Uh, I hope you can say the same. Keep crushing it. Thanks for listening. Thanks for being here with us. We love you all. And we will see you next Monday. Or Friday, if you're there. Remember, Friday. Yeah? Okay. Goodbye. You are listening to the Damage Guild Podcast. We go to Aslo's home and impose upon him to sleep there again. It's time to catch some Z's. You see all of the little mounds of dirt outside the front door, reminding you of what you recently buried there. Mm. But nothing seems to have changed. I get down on the ground and put my ear... Like, hover it just an inch above and listen. Careful, Shaba. It might go up into your head. (laughs) Do I hear anything? Nope. (laughs) (laughs) Turns into a horror movie. You can't hear anything. Okay. We go inside without asking Aslo's permission. You have the key? Apparently I forgot to lock it. Um, Do we see anything... From the residue of the stuff when it exploded last time? Uh, you cleaned that all up, as I recall. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Just making sure there wasn't anything left that uh, had any ill effect. So we, I guess we go to sleep for the night, and uh, I make banana pancakes in the morning. All right. And then we get ready for our big day. We take our watches, and I try to sleep, but I'm too excited, because we might get to meet the king today. So you're standing watch even when you're at home? Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Even in my house. Hell yeah. I say, Shaba, you really don't need to do that. There's no place you have to keep watch more than when you're at home. At least when you live in the slums. Yeah, because that's where you least expect to get attacked. It's true. Statistically, that's where more accidents happen when you're like five minutes away from your own home. Well, if you guys won't stand watch, I will stand watch the whole night. 
All right. Because that'll put you in tip-top shape for... (laughs) (laughs) Cool. You're like, all right, fine. My bed's in the other room. Peace. (laughs) So the night passes uneventfully. You don't actually stay up all night, do you? Uh, I try to, but then I eventually nod off. (laughs) Like, I'm probably around midnight. Just because I'm so Still, tired. Still, like, standing up. Yeah. You're standing up and you fall asleep. <laughs> you walk out and I'm just standing in the middle of your living room with my head down. <laughs> Tokus didn't sleep at all last night, so he's been going 48 hours without sleep now. No, I'm exhausted. Yeah, yeah. So he's I'm very tired. super zonked, yeah. Yeah, I don't stay up and tinker with my things. I, I sleep. All right, so... I'm going to say even when you wake up, you still have one level of exhaustion because you're not really caught up on your sleep. (laughs) Okay. So yeah, you wake up to the loud thumping sounds coming from up above. Good old Captain Alarm Clock up there. (laughs) (laughs) Good morning, Captain. (laughs) I roll over and go back to sleep. Yeah, I stand up and thump back on the ceiling. Then he thumps back at you and it's like Morse code. It's like, hey, good morning. How are you? <laughs> yeah, we have a whole I'm conversation to our, between ourselves and Morse code while Aslo's getting the pancakes ready. <laughs> he just keeps thumping around like normal and you'll hear occasional grumbles that filter down through the floorboards. Yeah, Shava, like maybe you thought you were communicating, but he was just like tapping back at you angrily. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, guys, he says you suck and he hates you. And he, Aslo, he wants you to move out immediately, but he's just walking around. <laughs> Making banana pancakes. I don't think you'd have access to something as exotic as bananas. <laughs> what? But, but Rysenth had fruit juice. You never know. At his house. Yeah, well, you are not rich. <laughs> <laughs> I can't afford fruit. What are these pancakes made of, even? I mean, we know that Aslo's a bit of a, as you said last night, cheapskate. So, like, this is probably pretty crummy quality it's basically just like dirt and uh and like <laughs> slugs and stuff for the bananas dirt and, and contaminated blood yep you just go out and scoop out one of the holes eat up boys <laughs> <laughs> now we one of us needs to take levels in rogue eventually as we have discussed because that's the clear weakness if we had a rogue we could have just stolen some bananas on the way home that's true <laughs> from some rich dude who didn't really need him anyway. I mean, I guess it could be me because I'm chaotic neutral, so like, I don't really care. Like, I, I don't really associate, like, being a bad person with pickpocketing. Remember, like, way, way, way back, I've been re-listening some of the episodes. Remember when I uh, pilfered that ring that I still have in my bag? I haven't <laughs> oh, figured yeah, that's what I'm... right. From the dead oh, dude's yeah. house. From, like, <laughs> episode two? Yeah, I just took a dead guy's <laughs> ring with no remorse. So I guess I could, like, look into being roguish, <laughs> learn some of that trade. Forgot about that. <laughs> yeah. It'll be the fighter mage and thief. <laughs> well, yeah, really. Yeah, dude. I mean, without all, like, the cool stuff, like, I wouldn't be able to do anything of, like, truly roguish. I just steal things. <laughs> you don't have to be a thief to do that. There are other ways to get skill proficiencies if you just want the thieves' tools. Didn't you say that would take, like, hundreds, hundreds of years or something for us to learn? <laughs> <laughs> It's either 100 or 200 days, I don't remember. Ah, yeah, I remember 100 to 200. <laughs> so one of us needs to go into deep training. I mean, I could give up sleep for like the next 100 days and like every night like train to unlock things. <laughs> Couldn't I just like learn about the mechanics of like how locks work? Like I feel like I could take like an accelerated learning course on this. <laughs> well, that's kind of what all of this training is. Guys, it's just a bunch of gears. See? Like looking at some blueprints. Oh, I can make sense of this. 
had some sort of like really long, thin device that had like a hook at the end of it, and then another device that went underneath it, and then maybe I could like see these little pins in the blueprint, Shaba. Yeah, I used to play Skyrim back in the tribal camp. I know what you're talking about. <laughs> I don't know how that looks. <laughs> you might be able to do like a, a bump key. Oh, yeah. Those are really easy. Depending on the type of lock, it really varies. Yeah, I don't know if they work with old locks, though. But the old locks are a lot easier to pick, theoretically. I mean, we could just use the Goliath lockpick. We do have that at our disposal. <laughs> kick in the door, that's true. Or the other Goliath lockpick, which is find a rich dude and pick him up by the collar and say, Give me your bananas! Now! <laughs> 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 All right, so we skedaddle. We meet Halmar before he goes to the shop. I mean, I eat the pancakes first without syrup. Okay. <laughs> right. Or bananas. I'm just going to leave a good pancake. Banana-free, syrup-free... Flour-free pancakes. Just plain. Just plain. They're just dirt clods, is what they are. <laughs> They're dirt cakes. <laughs> Aslo, I appreciate how plain you made these. I made these special for you, Tokus. No flavor whatsoever. It's perfect. Hats off to the chef. Aslo's like trying to force feed himself, and he's like, I'm, I'm saving so much money on rations right now. <laughs> just to get himself through it. So you have something that's not actually literal dirt. But <laughs> might as well be, let's be honest. Does flour go stale? If so, then it's probably just super stale flour. With, like, some sludge water mixed in. It can go kind of rancid, I think. <laughs> and then yeast that you scraped off the back wall of your pantry. <laughs> yeah. uh, okay, anyway, yeah. Hey, Almar, good morning. I'm excited about today. It's gonna be cool. Okay, so you arrive at his house. Yes. Uh, <laughs> good morning. I've told some one of my workers to open shop for me today, so... I I suppose we can head off to the guild whenever we're ready. Good thinking there, Elmar. All right, we're ready. Let's go. All right. The leading trade association in Ninept is set in the mercantile district. He walks up to the front doors. It is a rather large and opulent structure decorated with all sorts of tapestries and gold leaf and fine carvings everywhere. It's been designed purely to show off the wealth of the Neptune of the guild. Those merchants always flashing their Rolexes and spinning rims on their carts. Maseratis and whatnot. Maserati carts. Aslo. Aslo. I whispered to Aslo. Aslo, do you, do you know anything about this, uh, this guild? Uh, I've, I've heard of it. I'm sure my character would have heard of it, yeah. Probably. I think anyone who's lived here very long would know of the Merchant's Guild. Anyone who's ever bought something from a merchant, it's probably all they ever talk about. Once they get like their membership, they're like, I'm a card-carrying member of the Merchant's Guild. Did I mention <laughs> that? As they flash their jewelry. And they're like holding their pinky out like this. You do know that only members of the guild are allowed to set up shops in High Market. Uh, so it's a prestige thing. Yeah, so only guild members go to High Market... And it, becoming a guild member requires significant monetary investment, which is why all of the best shops are in High Market. Uh, right. Okay, makes sense. Almar leads you inside, and... I walk with my hands up and my pinkies out, just like this, <laughs> so that I look more refined. I'm like, guys, you should do the same thing that I'm doing. This is how they do it. I produce a monocle and put it on my eye. Wow, you guys are looking so classy. Thanks. 
what happened to you? <laughs> we we're just dressing for the occasion. Aslo, here, take this, and I like produce like a top hat somehow for my, oh. my backpack. And <laughs> thank you. I'm just kidding. I think Aslo's more likely to already have one of those than you are. That's true. <laughs> nice hat. You must have some kind of hat that you, is your backup for when your wig malfunctions. So Elmer leads you inside. And as you pass through a few uh, loosely clustered groups of merchants, you get some inquisitive looks. Many of them pay attention to you as you walk by, because you are definitely not hard to notice. Yeah, we're not (laughs) guild material, we understand. He leads you through some corridors and up some stairs, and you get kind of lost in here with all the twists and turns that you make. You arrive at a large, finely detailed oaken door... And Almar knocks at the door. You hear some footsteps inside as the door opens up. You see an older gentleman wearing fancy robes and several rings on each finger. He says, yes, Almar, to what do I owe the the pleasure? (laughs) The displeasure of your company. (laughs) It seems like he was about to say something else when he saw you three. What do you want, you street scum? (laughs) (laughs) You want to do this guy's voice? (laughs) Yeah, totally. Elmer says, yes, I have some important information that I wish to bring before the king, and I believe that you are the best one available to see that information brought forward. He says, yes, yes, well, I suppose I'm, I'm meeting with the king later this afternoon. I could perhaps bring this forward to him then. All right, we'll just tell us when to go and where we should be. Uh, uh, excuse me? We're the, we're the, the information. It's us, the three of us. He gives Almar a sideways glance. Almar looks at you three. He's like, I, I think it might be best if we just allow them to take care of it. I'm going to have to disagree with you there, Almar. Hmm. I think it would be best if we took care of it. This is proprietary information. And I would feel that I was doing us all a disservice unless we put this information straight into the hands of the king ourselves. Unless you're able to read this and interpret what the document says. He looks back at the guild leader. He says, um, if I have these three cleaned up, would you be willing to bring them in and to see the king? <laughs> <laughs> the man responds, yeah, if there's no other way, I suppose I must. Yeah, all right. (laughs) Daddy's getting a new pair of shoes. (laughs) I I feel like they're just going to hose us down. You guys are getting all excited. (laughs) Yeah, they just take us out to the stables and dump buckets of ice water on us. (laughs) Hey, man, I've been wearing this outfit for the last three weeks. I'm ready for anything. (laughs) I haven't bathed in a year. (laughs) First, you'll have to... Beg my pardon, but I would need to know what some of this information is to see if it's worthy of being brought before the king. Oh, trust me, it's worthy. (laughs) Super worthy. And as a merchant, I'm sure you can appreciate, you know, all the ships that have been getting attacked lately and coming up short? You know, you've probably had ships that have come up short and not brought back all the cargo you wanted them to. Well, it so happens we know why. Booyah, Grandma. (laughs) (laughs) He looks rather displeased at your tone (laughs) (laughs) I can't imagine why (laughs) Yeah, we probably should have had you do this, Aslo (laughs) He frowns, but then says All the more reason for me to have this information Right, which you will have at the same time the king has it We'll make sure of it 
As long as you're there when we tell it to the king. You can be there with us. It's fine. Totally. We don't mind. Almar vouches for us. You trust Almar. Almar trusts us. Almar just, he's just kind of, yeah, yeah. Shaba, we might need Aslo to kind of be the diplomat for this endeavor. I'm trying my hardest to not say anything, as you can see. Like, I'm just, like, shaking, like, oh. Biting down on, like, a piece of wood or something. (laughs) Like, I really want to tell this guy off, but Shaba, like, I'm kind of pulled you aside a little bit i think we should let aslo handle this one without looking i reach over and grab the monocle off your face and put it on my eye and adjust it <laughs> and i step forward with my hands behind my back that wasn't real aslo <laughs> okay well anyway well, you've brought the monocle up before multiple times <laughs> i know but it was never real it's probably just like a piece of like clear glass or something i was thinking you have a monocle but it's just like a two times magnifying glass oh that would be useful. Mm. Wait, where do, where would we get that from anyway? I have a gem kit. Oh, it's part oh, of my, my jeweler's yeah. tools, isn't it? The little yeah. eye lens. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. All right, so it is real. Except it makes your one eye just look huge when you put it on. <laughs> you can't see anything through it at the distance. <laughs> yeah, so I snatched that out of your hand and put it on my eye. And I step forward with both hands behind my back. <clears throat> and I say, <clears throat> good sir, I have every reason to believe that this information is of the utmost importance, not only to you as a businessman, but to the whole of Ormog as a whole. In whole. Holy. (laughs) (laughs) Also, holy, like holes, because your ships are going to be full of holes if we don't get this to the king. (laughs) Yeah, if we don't do this, this information is so sacred that one could call it holy. Just ensure that you are fit for the king. Oh, we will. I'm supposed to meet him at 3.15 precisely. If you would perhaps meet me outside of the castle gates at 2.30, that should give us enough time to enter and get situated. Very well. We will be there precisely at that hour. So 2.30 is when the sun is, like, here, right? (laughs) That's the one. (laughs) Because we haven't quite invented time devices that you speak of that display a particular number. Aslo checks his sundial wristwatch and makes sure. Yep, that's about <laughs> yeah. right. Set that bad boy. Put it on yeah. the alarm. <laughs> <laughs> when it gets to a certain time, it just falls apart, and that's how you know that the alarm's going off. It just disassembles. <laughs> oh, it's time, guys. So we'll see you a little bit after high noon. Oh, and I'm afraid I never introduced myself. I figured you were the guildmaster, but I didn't want to say anything in case... You were sensitive about it. Yes, you can call me Master Morqua. Like Morqua? Morqua. Oh, Marqua. Morqua. M-O-R-Q-U-A. Well, Master Morqua, I'm Shaba. I was born a long time ago of two things you might know of called Dragon <laughs> Thunder. These are my friends. <laughs> no, you gotta do it like this, Shaba. You gotta be like, here's Crag and a little bit of <laughs> and thunder. <here's> thunder. <laughs> Just right. flex the guns. <laughs> Name each of your biceps after Crag or Thunder. <laughs> Crag, Thunder. thunder. <laughs> I just always assume those are your parents' names. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. Me, Crag. Me, Thunder. <laughs> Mom, why is your voice so deep? Don't worry about that, son. <laughs> Pachaga was just like my weird step uncle. <laughs> oh yeah, they always threw that in there. Son of Pachaka. Alright, so I uh I turn around and look at you guys and I say, Boys, we're going to the spa. Alright. We immediately cut to a uh 
to a Bath montage house. of us. Like, Bathhouse yeah. montage. It does like a Star Wars like screen wipe. <laughs> And then we're like in a bathhouse in the city, like sweating in like these hot tubs. <sighs> As a, this bath thing is really putting a toll on me. <laughs> Almar, for real, Almar takes you to a public bath where you can get washed up. Oh, but Aslo's imagination is so much more fun. <laughs> and he also uh, presents you each with a nice set of clothes. Hmm. And he says, this is on loan. I'll expect these back after today. Okay. I wouldn't be caught dead wearing these things in public unless we were (laughs) meeting the king. I will dunk Stripey in the bath, even though he'll hate it. And then I'll ask Elmar if he has any kind of, like, perfume that I can spruce him up to cover his natural musk. Um, I'm afraid you're not going to be able to bring... Stripey in to see the king. What? Well, can he can he stay at your house? I don't want to just leave him on the street. Uh, I suppose I could ask Vivia to watch over him. Okay, <laughs> he could play with with Daimar and I'm not sure that he's the best thing for the children. <laughs> but Daimar and Falier <laughs> love Stripey. Yeah, but what if they pull in his tail, Shaba? You know what happens when you pull on Stripey's tail. That's true. He could claw their eyes out. <laughs> So, like, can you better describe the clothes to us? So, yeah, these the clothes are, they're not, like, nobility level or royalty or anything. Please tell me I get to wear a frilled collar. You can- yeah, do I get a jimber jam? Sure, you can wear a frilled collar. <laughs> yes! <laughs> so, you have fancy, like, velvet robes with Ooh. silk detailing and embroidery on the edges, and... They're all fancy colors, reds and purples and blues. One last touch, if I may. A feathered cap mm. with a feather that's like two feet long. Uh, I don't think he has a two foot feather. <laughs> well, whatever the biggest feather he's got is. Do we have like those baggy, like bunchy pants, like the balloon pants? <laughs> Ooh, yeah. They bunch up like, like the up stripes right above the boot. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. All right. <laughs> um, you get a nice peacock feather in your hat. All right. Mm. And actually, Aslo, you would already have clothing fit for royalty, mm. as you may recall. That's true. That's true. I would. So would you be picking that up, or would you just be accepting whatever he gives you? If what he's giving us is just for borrow? Uh... Yeah, let's be honest. The clothing in Aslo's closet probably hasn't been dry cleaned in a while. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I want to look my freshest, so yeah, I'll I'll accept his uh, generous offer. So, you're all cleaned up and dressed, and you spend most of the day getting ready, have some lunch. (laughs) We spend most of the day wearing these clothes, just like, outside, sweating in the the heat. (laughs) Rolling around in the dirt for some reason. Aslo's makeup is, like, (laughs) dripping down his face. Wait, we're wearing makeup? Aslo was. You know he is for for a situation like this. Yeah, by the time we get there, they're just, like, ripped and tattered and <laughs> covered in dirt and, like, strawberry jam for some reason. I've been letting Stripey, like, <laughs> climb around on me. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe we should have waited until right before we met the king. Oh, rats. <laughs> I've never done this before, asshole. <laughs> How does one be refined, exactly? <laughs> No, that's how we spend most of the time. Like, Aslo, like, tries to teach us what little he knows of, like, etiquette. (laughs) Only speak if the king speaks to you first. (laughs) Why are you talking like that, Aslo? (laughs) So, 
You don't have your clothes all shredded and dirty by the time you arrive. Yes, we did good. But do we know where the fork goes? Like, did we take etiquette classes? Mm. Yeah, did you go over, like, our dinner forks, our dessert forks, and all that stuff with us? Well, it's yeah. mid-afternoon, so you're not likely to have a full meal. Well, okay. I'll probably invite us over. But what if we have, like, <laughs> tea and cookies? Like, do we know how to do that properly? Yeah, you definitely take a different c- biscuit in between each finger and dunk them all in the tea at the same time. <laughs> and then try to fit them all in your mouth at the same time. That's the most proper way. <laughs> That's how they do it in Marengar. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The, the, uh, those unrefined barbarians in Marengar. Shaba's mo for making new friends is usually just meeting people for the first time, insisting that they're best friends, and then insisting that they spend time together. Mm, so true. it may be hard not to do that with the king. Yeah, I don't know if he's going to be our bestie right off the bat, Shaba. <laughs> he meets with lots of people, especially when Shaba gets nervous. You know, he just like <laughs> reflexively does that, right? So. Yeah. Just be careful not to show him Crag and Thunder. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he might take that wrong. And then his guards will tackle me to the ground and throw me in prison. Oh, uh, speaking of the guards, that's another thing. You won't be allowed to bring any of your weapons in? I was just thinking uh, about that. We'll leave those with Almar's kids, too. <laughs> <laughs> um, Here you go, little boy. <laughs> I'll leave them locked in my closet. <laughs> okay, cool. Thanks, Almar. All right. Very well. <laughs> All right, we leave our weapons there. We leave our stripies there. Uh, we put on our finest regalia. Is there anything else we're thinking of? <laughs> oh, and Almar says, but by the way, I won't be attending with you. I must uh, manage my shops after all. What? You're telling me you have something more important to do than meet the king? All right, suit yourself. I, I'd rather have as few people as possible in on this. Mm. And I trust that mm. you will represent my interests. I wish I could say your trust was not misplaced, but it, never mind, it, you're, you're in good hands with us. You're in good hands with the, the AAA team. And Allstate. Yes. Right. <laughs> <laughs> this episode sponsored by Allstate. But they're a rival company, we don't talk about them. Yeah. <laughs> so you all meet together in front of the castle, well, in front of the wall to the outer bailey to the castle. To the inner bailey, to the keep. Because you know, there's many layers of defense. Yeah. How many layers does this thing have? Lots of defense, I'm sure. When you're talking mm-hmm. about warlike kingdoms and high security, it's probably a lot to get through. True. I mean, I feel like we've been through, like, the third gate already. Oh, crap, Aslo, I forgot my social security card. Uh, do you have any other, do you have any forms of photo <laughs> ID? Other forms of ID? No, I do not. Just oh, my man. toes. You guys brought your passports, right? No, I didn't bring No, I didn't either. Oh. Dang it. We're going to have to hope that the guildmaster will vouch for us. Tokus, maybe you can sketch something up for us real quick. I'd love to. Some forgeries. That would work. <laughs> <laughs> so I do like five-minute forgeries, and they look almost <laughs> yeah. like you, but it's clearly sketched. Yeah, clearly not authentic. <laughs> well, actually, they, yeah, they, they're always going to be sketched. <laughs> well, Master Morqua, we will rely on your exquisite connections to get us inside because that's all we got going for us they were really trusting back then that like when you said you are who you are that you're actually who you are mm. oh for sure yeah i was actually researching that for like another D game or a book or something about forms of identification that they would have had in those days and i found articles on like these con men who would dupe people because it was so easy to pretend you were someone you weren't like when they first started having banks, it was just like a total disaster. 
Right. So you'd pretend to be the Duke of El- you know Ellington or something, and you walk in there and withdraw from that account. There was this one guy, actually not too super long ago, maybe a couple hundred years ago, who pretended to be like a prince from a country that didn't exist, and he sold no. all these people land in that country, what? and then just took <laughs> off. And then they were oh like, oh, wait, gosh. this isn't a real place. Wow. <laughs> Dude, yeah, I mean, back then, like, your word was everything, you know, like, right. that was the system, that was the the way things worked. Right, Every, nobody's allowed to lie, everybody tells the truth, and there'll be no problems. <laughs> right. Yeah, right. right. Seems like a great system. <laughs> Lying was also often severely punished. Punished, right, exactly. Oh, yeah, if you got caught, then yeah. you're, you were losing a body part. So, yes, Nanept Castle is a imposing structure, but not particularly fancy. It's more utilitarian and just built up with its few layers of defense and large walls and crenellations and machiculations and so on and so forth. Built for strength. So there is actually a castle inside of all these barricades, right? <laughs> there is. Okay. Just making sure we're getting somewhere, because I'm sure Tokus would be... I, I, I mean, I'm just going to be really impatient at this point. Guys, we've gone through, like, five gates already. <laughs> Where are we? Where are we going? There's only a few gates, really. There's the main outer one, and then one to get into the inner bailey, and then there's the front doors of the castle. So I've never, like, been to see a king. I'm, I'm just drinking this all in, this eye candy. Yeah, me too. I'm in the same boat. Uh, various soldiers are out in the bailey just practicing and undergoing drills and training. You see a few other guests and dignitaries milling around the area. Do they have, like, the fancy bushes that are, like, shaped? They had, like, a gardener, like, cut them into mm. shapes with shears? Don't think so. Oh. So that's, that's what I would think of when I think of entering a kingdom. That's critical for a castle? Yes. You have to have Definitely. the super expensive, like, gardening budget that just makes no sense. That's, like, where all the water for the whole, like, country is, is being funneled. This place isn't especially fancy. More utilitarian. Okay. Well, I, I'm disappointed then. You can clearly see the disappointment on my face. <laughs> Dang, I thought this castle would be cooler. <laughs> Master Marqua approaches the front gates, and the guards wave him through after he explains that the three of you are accompanying him today. You go through the castle corridors, guided by one of the servants, who brings you to a small room off to the side that seems to be for entertaining guests such as yourselves, or such as people more important than yourselves. <laughs> the room is nicely appointed. There's some fancy chairs with decent upholstery and cushioning and everything. And you see, sitting at the head of a short table, King Ormog himself. <gasps> I gasp and faint. <laughs> you collapse to the ground with a thud. I faint, falling onto Tokus and Aslo simultaneously. Oh, we can't <laughs> hold you. <laughs> we oh. collapse. Uh, under his weight. Well, I make sure that you don't smush Aslo like I hold you up. <laughs> You're really heavy, Shaba. <laughs> Do I have to take, like, a strength roll there? I take that chance to slap him that I missed earlier. Oh, uh, yeah. You can do that. I'll recover quickly. <laughs> okay, I slap you. I just sort of, like, stumble and then get back up. You stagger in awe. Yeah, yeah. definitely. I'll recover quickly and stand up. Oh, okay, good. I forgot to bring something to get his autograph, guys. Oh, man. Wait, we have parchment and pen, don't we? I could have him sign my wig. Ha, 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 ha